Welcome to the High Life Podcast. I'm Meredith Wadsworth, your host and certified wellness coach. Each episode covers all things health and wellness, providing weekly inspiration and information for ways to honor yourself every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the show. I am finally back in London. I am here at my sister's beautiful apartment where she so kindly lets me kind of use her place as base camp for the summer between my other European travels. And um, I was away traveling all around Europe, around Italy, France, Switzerland, Germany, uh, Portugal for the past um, month or so, about a month and a half almost. And now I'm finally back in London for a week before I head off to Spain. And it just feels so good to be back and to swap out some of the clothes that I'd been carrying um, in my backpack for um, all that time. And um, just to reconnect with my family that I have here and reground myself and just sort of catch a breath. And I love traveling so much, but it's it always feels nice to kind of come home and or to wherever your home is, you know, at that time and just reestablish yourself and, and reestablish a little groove. And that whole concept actually of where home is, I think is so interesting. I was having this conversation with my sister the other day and we were talking about what does it actually mean to be home for you? And like, how does that term change over time? Like I used to think it was so weird when I was in college and I would always refer to going home, meaning, you know, going back to my house, to where I grew up and going home and seeing my family. But I would hear my friends more and more often be saying, oh, I'm going back to my parents' house or, you know, like, and referring to home instead as college, um, their dorm room or their apartment. And I just thought that was so interesting that I was like, when, when did you stop calling your, your parents' house, your home? And when did you start calling your parents' house? Because to me, like that's, that's still my home. But I guess when I also thought about it, whenever I was on campus, I would still refer to home as my dorm. So to me, I guess home is like a very transient term and it's very, it it totally depends on like where I am at the time. So like when I was traveling just now, I I caught myself a few times referring to home as the hostel, like where I was staying or the Airbnb or, or whatever. Um, but also referring to home, meaning coming back to London, but this London isn't really my home either. It's just where I'm keeping my, my stuff and, and coming back to every once in a while for the summer. And, you know, home could also be still my parents' house because that's where the rest of my things are. And, um, it, but home used to be in New York as well, which, you know, now I, I've moved out of New York and I don't have a place of my own anymore. So it's kind of like, I have all these, I have so many different homes and not, not just one home. So it's so interesting to think about how your term of home shifts over time. Um, but all that said, I, um, am back in London for the time being And I really just felt like I wanted to come on and talk about some of the things that I came to realize while I was traveling um, about myself and just about, I guess, what kind of growth I've been experiencing. And 
this, this is kind of prompted by a conversation that I was again having with my sister and I got back and we were catching up about the kind of, um, you know, thinking and, and growth that she's experienced as well. Um, these weeks that we've been apart, she ended up going back to the States. She and her husband and her, her son, my nephew, um, all went back to the States and spent some time with our parents and, um, other family. And she was like, you know, you've been on this, you know, travel walkabout and I feel like I've been on sort of an internal walkabout and, you know, thinking through a lot of things and what I want in life. And I was like, you know, that's, that's a big part of what I've been experiencing as well. And a big part of why I travel, you know, I, I don't like to say that I went and started traveling in order to quote unquote, find myself or, you know, one of those like cliched, but inevitably when you spend that much time on your own and getting to know yourself and putting yourself out there to meet other people and try new experiences, you're going to learn a lot about yourself. And for me, what I, I think one of the biggest things that I've learned, I mean, amongst, amongst so many other things and things that I've been sharing as well on my social media and, um, on Instagram posts and things, I think one of the biggest things that I've been learning about myself is just how many sides to who I am, um, exist and how that's not something that I need to necessarily change. And I think that I used to have this idea that, you know, you're multiple people in multiple different situations and with other people, like you're, you're going to be a slightly different version of yourself when you're with certain friends or certain family members versus others. Or if you are in a situation where you don't know anybody yet and you're just kind of trying to make friends and, um, versus a situation where you know everybody in the room. And I used to think that it was inauthentic, um, or deceitful to kind of be these different, different personalities and that by being different personalities in in different situations, you lack a core self. And that means that you somewhat lack confidence in who you are because you're afraid to be that person that you are in other situations in the situation that you're currently in. And I used to kind of get down on myself and I, I, even just during these travels, I would kind of notice these things about myself and I would kind of have these, these negative thoughts or these self judgments that, you know, if I was in a group of people that I was just getting to know, like when I went on this, this beautiful yoga retreat that I spent a week on in Portugal, that if I showed up as a slightly different version of myself in front of them, than I am when I show up on this podcast or when I'm spending time alone or with I'm, when I'm with my family or my best friends is, is that hypocritical of me, you know, to be talking about finding that person or that, that self confidence within yourself to, to be your authentic self as much as you can and to really shine your light forward for me to then show up and feel like I'm presenting myself as different people. Is that something that's you know, is that counterintuitive? Is that, is that hypocritical? And I would kind of get down on myself for, for behaving that way, even though I still felt in each of those situations, I was still being myself. And that even though they are starkly, not starkly, but you know, they they can be sometimes vastly different. Does that mean that at any given time, I'm not being authentic? And that kind of led me to this other idea of what really is the authentic self. And in my mind, in my understanding, the authentic self is, or authenticity in general, is when you're not trying to force anything or when you're not trying to prove to somebody that you are a certain way. 
you just show up as you are without any judgment on yourself or on others. You are just fully being. But then I got to thinking, is that ever really possible? Because the only time that you can really show up without intentionally trying to be somebody or be something as aligned as it feels with you or not, you are effectively, you're showing up, right? You are putting on a show by definition. And the only way to not be putting on a show for other people is to be alone. And then when you're alone though, are you actually still not putting on a show for yourself, for your own ego? By being alone, you are still to some degree trying to convince yourself or prove to yourself that you are a certain way, that you have a certain identity. And you see this in formation of habits, for example. If you are trying to become more of a morning person or you know, you're trying to get in the habit of having lemon water first thing every day or you know, if you're trying to read more or meditate more or do more yoga, whatever it is, you are, you know, that's sort of like the process of habit formation. And I just finished reading this book, Atomic Habits, um, which I can't recommend enough for everybody. Everybody, it's such a quick read, an easy read, an engaging read. Um, and, you know, we talk a lot, or, or the book talks a lot about how the habits that we form or the habits that we're trying to break are tied to the identity that we have for ourselves, the story that we have for ourselves. And so if we tell ourselves consistently that we are somebody who smokes, then it's going to be a lot harder to stop smoking if you are so tied to the identity that I am a smoker. Or you can even connect this to states of disease and illness that you're trying to recover from. If you are so tied to the identity of being someone who has diabetes, being someone who is overweight, being someone who doesn't work out, then you are going to have a lot harder time breaking yourself away from those identifiers or from those neg- those bad habits or, what, or, or just healing in general because part of you doesn't want to lose a sense of identity. So what you have to do is you have to start telling a different story about yourself. You have to start telling yourself that you have a different identity, that if you are a smoker, you no longer say, I am a smoker. You say, I'm sorry, I'm someone who doesn't smoke when someone offers you a cigarette. You don't say, I'm trying to quit smoking. You say, no, thank you. I'm not a smoker. And even if you smoked something earlier that morning or the day before, that doesn't mean that you can't change who you are at any point in time. And as soon as you start changing that identity about yourself is when that real habit formation, that real identity shift happens. And you're, you know, this ties into everything about thoughts creating a reality. You are what you tell yourself that you are. And so getting this, getting back to my, my original point here was that in these moments when we are trying to optimize ourselves or, or do, you know, do things better for ourselves, honor ourselves every day, we are in effect proving to ourselves that we are someone who does these things. We are someone who deserves to take baths, to meditate, to do yoga. We are someone who, who takes care of ourselves, who eats healthy, who nourishes us. And while those are amazing things, ultimately, what are we doing? We are trying to prove to ourselves something about ourselves. 
So to that effect, are we ever not trying to prove something to somebody? And if the definition of being an authentic self is not having anything to prove, then does the authentic self truly exist? And I don't really know if there's an answer to that or not, but that's something that I've been mulling over recently. And I say this with a smile on my face because I think it's just such a, a bottomless topic that I think there could have so many different insights and conversations around. And I encourage you, if you have any thoughts on this, to please share them in the comments or on Instagram, DM me, email me, anything. I love having this kind of discussion, this this discourse, this dialogue, because I think this is what expands our minds. This is what allows us to become more complex beings and to have deeper thoughts and, and more meaningful conversation and deeper connections. And I ultimately think it, it is what allows us to more more deeply connect to ourselves and in forming that deeper connection to ourselves is how we then create deeper connections to other people. And that ultimately is kind of our purpose here, right? It's to have connections and to, to serve others through those connections, whether it be, you know, intentionally serving others or just by being as you are. And I feel like being as you are It sounds so simple, but there's so many complex layers to it that are just really fun to explore. And I think what I've come to understand is that it's okay that there are so many different versions of yourself. It's, it doesn't mean that you're not being, you know, authentic and, and we'll keep using that word just for the sake of ease, but it's okay to have those different sides to yourself and that doesn't make you inauthentic for showing up slightly differently in each situation and it's also okay to have a version of yourself that you like the most and to not and, and it's okay for that person or that version of yourself to not be the one that shows up in every situation. For me, for example, because this is I think the easiest way to kind of convey what I'm trying to say, for me, I've noticed that I think the version of myself that I truly feel is the most me is honestly who I am when I am entirely alone. And I think part of that stems from me being a natural introvert. So not only do I gain the most energy from being alone, but I also just love the I, I love the thoughts that I have in my head. I love the, the inner dialogue that I have in my mind and the connections that I draw from things that I read and things that I hear and, and learn and study and conversations that I have that I then later will think about and, and um, you know, dig, dig even deeper on and, and extract different connections from. And all of those, those thoughts and the, this, just the confidence that I feel when I am alone for whatever reason I can't quite seem to surface when I am in the presence of others. So sometimes that version of me, I can see her come out a bit when I'm with, you know, in a particularly small group or with someone that I feel super, super comfortable with, like my sister, for example. But even still, you know, when I'm, even when I'm with just one other person, I still am having more of an external dialogue, which is, which is a connection and it's amazing. And I love having these connections because they then help me to, you know, think even deeper when I am alone. But 
by definition of being in the presence of someone else, I am not alone and I have an external dialogue as opposed to the internal dialogue that allows me to really have these deeply processed thoughts and to just enjoy my own company, which you know, it may sound weird, but I, I really love. And so if this, if this at all relates to you and you're someone who feels the same way that you kind of, you just love being alone and sometimes you prefer that, that doesn't mean that you're, that there's something wrong with you. And that doesn't mean that you're someone who doesn't like connection or that doesn't crave connection or that, you know, because if you think that our, you know, really purpose on this earth is to, to have connection, that, by preferring to be alone means that you are going against the purpose of even being here. Like that's just not true. Like I think if anything that makes the whole thing seem even more beautiful because the stronger that you connect to yourself and the more confidence that you feel with who you are on your own, then ultimately you'll be able to have those deeper connections with other people because of that, sense of self that you've established even if when you are in the presence of other people you don't feel as deeply rooted in that version of yourself that you are when you're alone you're still going to be more yourself when you are in public than if you didn't actually have that connection to yourself when you're alone I hope that makes sense let me let me sort of talk about it in the reverse situation. So if you are someone who rarely ever allows themselves to be alone or is scared of being on your own or or doesn't like to spend time with their own thoughts or um or you know doesn't feel very independent, then you never actually really form that connection of who you feel that you are because that sense of self that you derive is always dependent on the people that you're with. So it's never really a formed sense of self. Instead, it is a, in a sense, a collectivity of the others that you're with. And so because of that, it's hard to form really, really strong connections with individuals or with, with others because, in effect, they're not forming a connection with you. They're forming a, con- a connection with a reflection of who they are. So that's why I feel like you know, whether you're someone or not who is an introvert or an extrovert or you love spending time alone or you don't, regardless, it's important to have that strength and connection with yourself when you are alone. And sort of, again, to circle back to my original point, you know, for me, I used to think that there was kind of something wrong with me that I, I loved and, and and felt the most me when I was entirely alone. And I've come to realize that that's not bad at all and that it's not hypocritical of me that it is it makes perfect sense especially with with what I do and what I love to do and the things that I love to share um and it it kind of ties into you know why I originally started sharing you know everything on on Instagram and and started this very podcast is because I loved so much these these thoughts that I had in my own head and the conversations that I have and the connections that I draw that, you know, to practice being and embodying that version of myself all the time, I needed to really share those thoughts that I was having that for whatever reason, I hesitate to kind of vocalize in large groups. And maybe it's because I don't feel like they would make sense to people or, you know, they'd be too outlandish or just for whatever reason, not well received. 
I'm getting there and I'm finding that I more and more am able to embody this person at, at all times, but it's still a work in progress. And I've realized that starting this podcast and sharing my thoughts on Instagram, for example, are my stepping stone to getting there because part of the time, you know, I'm interviewing other people and I'm getting to have these super engaging conversations. But then in between, I am also sharing episodes like this where it's just me kind of going on a tangent, but I'm sharing the conversations that I have in my own head. And I call it a conversation because I think that there's, again, these different versions of ourselves that you know, that's what it, that's what thought is. Thought is a dialogue. Thought is not a monologue. And so sharing them here on this podcast and in, in my captions and in my blog posts, that's my version of showing my true self, who I am when I'm alone to the world and stepping into that person when I am in public. So with all that said, I would love to encourage you to consider these kinds of things for yourself and consider the different people that you are when you are in different situations and with different different people like the different versions of the self that you are what does what does the authentic self mean to you do you have a version of yourself that you feel is the most true to you and when does that version of yourself show up and how can you start to embody that version of yourself even more in all other situations. Not to say that the version that you are with other people is bad or worse. It's not that at all. It's just that it's a, it's not you turned up on full volume, if you know what I mean. So this was more just a food for thought episode, more than a real take-home message, but I hope that some of this related to you or connected to you in some way. I hope that it made sense. Um, If not, you can just excuse it as my ramblings and rants and take it or leave it. (laughs) These are the conversations I have in my head and maybe they're of interest to you as well. So thanks for bearing with me and I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Like I said, if you have any sort of thoughts that you want to contribute to this, I would absolutely so love to hear from you. So please leave a comment, rate, review, DM me, message me, email me, all of the, all of the above. Um, I, these are the things that I love to talk about. So absolutely please reach out, share this with anybody you think who would also love to ponder these things. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. As always, remember that wherever you are, be there fully. Take care, guys.